0: Shalom, and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Shoshana Lise, and I'm here again with Rabbi Charna Rosenholz. This week, we are exploring the Torah portion, Bo, which means come, come to Pharaoh, come to the one who has been made the highest of the high over the Mitzrayim, over the Egyptians. An ancient culture, which symbolizes the narrow-minded, self-limiting consciousness that every human finds ourselves in. So before we think of Pharaoh as the bad guy, when the text begins, come to Pharaoh, that means come to Pharaoh inside of each of us. We will be looking at Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Over to you, Rabbi Rosie Holtz.
1: Thank you. Um, so let's look at these verses again. And God said, and God, the Yud He Vav He principle, the Yud He Vav He principle of God that cannot be pronounced, that is a God of being. God is a verb. This facet of God said to Moses, Come to Pharaoh. For I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his courtiers kurti- uh, in order that I may display these, my signs within them. So verse one and verse two have a word, Lamaan And each of time Lama'an is said for the sake of, we understand that there's a deep understanding of why. The the God of this story wants to work with the Israelites. Something in particular wants to be done, Luma'an, for the sake of. So we're going to take that seriously. So the first for the sake of is in order that I may put my signs and think of signs as miracles. So that I may put my miracles, these miracles within them b kir Karov, to come close. This sense of putting something within people. Now, we all know as we study Torah that we can look at it as a historical book. Very tricky to do that. We can look at it as a mythic story, our own mythic story that helps explain things. So in Four Worlds Torah today, we want to look at this from a mythic point of view. We want to look at Mitzrayim, not as Egypt, the country, and Pharaoh as this one man. We want to look at Mitzrayim, taking the middle, the the word root of that, Sadi Rech Sar, as narrow, and say, ah, there are times in which we're ensconced in limited and limiting core beliefs a narrow consciousness, a narrow point of view, and this narrow point of view disallows ourselves from our full becoming. And the Yud Vavhe Vav he God is like, no, I want you to become everything you can be. And Mitzrayim and the Pharaoh, the the one who doesn't, whose speech is in exile, who doesn't use their speech well. Hey Ra, the mouth of evil, his name can break down to be, this assists in our limiting core beliefs. And now I want to put these miraculous signs within them on their innards, on their inside, in other words, in an embodied way. I want something about my energy to be so potent that I place this experience within them so that it is now not only in their neural net, it is now an embodied experience that moves through time.
0: Amazing. So then in the second part of the sentence, which is the second verse of the chapter, we have another lemma'an in order that, i.e. Why is this story unfolding in this way? Oh, well, it's all there, all this detail of miracles and signs and wonders are there to grab us, to awaken us in order what? That we can tell a good story, a story that's worth telling, that's worth telling into the ears of my kids, your kids, our kids, their kids, the village's kids, into their ears. Last week we talked about refining the ability to hear, circumcising the ears, Jeremiah reminded us. So now we've got these open ears, we fill them with this particular story of signs and wonders and we keep telling the story because it takes a good story to remind us of the core message, which is what? You tell us.
1: I do want to tell us, I want to tell us the core message because isn't that really the point of today's chat? Yet yeah, before I go there, I want to remind us that the Tissa Per osne. tell them in the ears of your child and your children's children, this door to door, this generation to generation, this continual link in a chain that please, God, remains unbroken, that this in the ears, first of all, again, brings us into an embodied experience. We have to understand there's something within our own body wisdom that holds this message of signs and wonders, that holds this message of becoming. It is in our bodies based upon the, these texts. I also want to say, when you use Saper, sameth pe as opposed to You could say Haggid or Omer or Devar. Um, You know, there's a whole series of ways you can share a story. But this Samaskpey Resh is a very special one because it's like recounting, recounting again and again and again and again, remunerating, declaring, recounting. It's also the same word for book or even for sapphire, for something shiny and brilliant and beautiful, and worth retelling. So now we're Mm. saying, what is it that is being put into within us, so that the part of us that has limited core belief has this within us to pull from in our own intuitive wisdom. Mm. And also, it's in our ears, it's deep in our kishkis, our bellies. It's the only
0: way it's going to actualize. Because we're so bombarded with messages the opposite of the one that this story, this compelling story that becomes embodied in our ears and our bodies with great signs and wonders worth telling, maybe then God stands a chance at being relevant in the consciousness of humanity as it evolves.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for putting it that way so that our becoming is guided by a principle outside of ourselves that this sacred text keeps trying to pull us towards. Yet Torah is a treasure chest. Yet sometimes we have to dig to get to the treasures. Sometimes we open up the treasure chest and oh my gosh, cobwebs and spiders. (laughs) No. And so we run away. And we never dig deeper to find the jewels. So there's a jewel coming up right here in chapter 10, verse 2, where it says, Um, you know, I'm gonna put into the ear, and then it is et asher hit alalati uh b'mitzrayim. It is usually translated as um um, because I, I made a mockery of the Egyptians, um, and I displayed my signs among them to let them know I'm God. But we're today rejecting that translation. If we go very deep into this word, ayin, the word root, ayin, lamed, lamed, and we look to Rabbi um, Rabbi Hirsch, uh, Samson Raphael Hirsch, he looks at that word as developing something to move to an original good that somehow an original good, our full capacity to have limitless potential, somehow that got moved from a prioritization as people grabbed power, as human power became more important than sacred power or divine power. And it's like, look, We have to stop right now limiting core beliefs and we have to assist um, uh, these acts are to say, look, we need to move back to that original good. We have to have a series of actions that will bring us back to the potential. So we are not satisfied by our limiting core beliefs. As soon as you reify God, as soon as you make God Like they did in this ancient culture, which was beautifully sophisticated in many ways in its spirituality. It found the ceiling by saying there was nothing higher than Pharaoh or there was nothing higher than these low level deities. There's a principle beyond that, a prime cause beyond that. And it's like, hey, you need to have wonder. I'm sorry, it's by yucky things. Yet you need to restore that wonder through these series of actions. So your limiting core beliefs can grow into something greater, because I want you to da-at, to know, to intimately know that I, in this becoming nature of being God is a verb, that you too are a verb in your becoming. Do not be satisfied. And um. I'd love if you'd share your understanding of how modern marketing gets in the way of this message.
0: Right. I think the message is something's wrong with you. This product will fix you. Materialism comes from that idea. Um, You're not enough. You need this. And all the negative headlines, which there's, you know, we're left with great despair. Where are the stories of the miraculous overcoming of injustice that are happening every day? I think I want to go back to where you st- talked about God as transcendent, and I think this is the subtlety that I've been looking for as um, someone who struggles with a supernatural God concept, that I think what you're saying is reach beyond to a, beyond the ceiling. At the same time, it's here embodied in you, and that's that subtlety of embodying the God that is beyond this. It's like the the transcendent within the what is. So I think that that it's a complex way, and yet it's also right here in our mouths. Which it's we might, right here, you know. In it's our right here.
1: Mouths. It is so not beyond us. Yes. And I
0: think what we're being asked to do is even as super rational intellectual people suspend disbelief, there is something to discover here on that mythic level that will restore all. We can maintain our intellectual honesty and our historic facts can be all there and true. And something else is possible when we step outside of the self-limiting beliefs and inside of a wondrous divine force greater than human that includes humans that can bring about a great redemption that we are part of, that our hands bring about that our eyes, our ears, and all of our beings together, right? Together can bring about that redemption.
1: I, I, I really want to bless the creator. Um, for the design of giving me a right brain and a left brain. My left brain, I love my intellectual capacity and awareness. And, oh, that, that analytical, method, method, methodological part of my mind. I grow it, critical thinking. Oh, I love that part of me. And I have a right brain this deep intuitive part of me that loves and that can see God sparkles wherever I look and that holds mythic awareness. And there's an invitation here to allow miracles, which the right brain recognizes immediately to sit side by side with our rational brain who looks at critical thinking and allowing the two to dance together. My root Kabbalah teacher, Samuel Avi. Abit- Tal, a beautiful man, he puts it thusly, we are each a violin player, but it takes two hands to play the violin. I need my mythic mind, I need my rational mind, and I need to look at how Western civilized culture minimizes the importance of the mythic mind Torah is inviting us back into it, so that we can Elohim understand how each and every one of us is in the image of the God that creates, which means our potential is amazing. And I want you to teach that to your children. Teach it to you. Put it in their body, so that they will know about this power mm-hmm. and this capacity of discernment. Let them know. Tell them everything.
0: And guess what? They knew it and then they forgot it because of the societal messaging around them. I see it right in front of my very eyes with my kids. Okay, thank you so much. Let's remind ourselves of the powerful force that brings about not only redemption, but created and creates and ongoingly brings redemption, revelation, and creation forces that are all happening all the time. In this world, within each of us, and out from us into the world.
1: Amen. mean it be so. Um, shabbat shalom, everybody.
0: Shabbat shalom. Much love.